Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage year. Welcome back, everybody. It's Colleen O'Grady, and this is the 100th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Okay, I know that was cheesy, but I just wanted to have a little bit of fun since I hit this big milestone. So let me tell you a little bit about the backstory. I started Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast because I genuinely wanted to help you, moms of teens. I've been in my therapy office with closed doors for over 20 years seeing individuals and families, and I wanted to share my experience from working with moms and teens and raising my own teenage daughter. When I first started the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast, it was definitely a little awkward and imperfect for sure, which is how all things start. I think I created about 12 episodes when I just kind of stopped recording them because if any of you are doing podcasts, you would know this, they are a lot of work. And then you lovely moms started emailing me and begging me to record more podcasts. And then I think I recorded about 12 or so more episodes. And again, I just stopped recording and the emails started flooding in telling me how much these episodes mean to you and telling me, please don't stop. And then I met Jeffrey Hazlett at a National Speakers Association conference and it attended a session on podcasts. I got inspired again and after that I joined C-Suite Radio. And so for the past two years, I've been consistently recording podcasts, and I'm so grateful to C-Suite Radio for all their support. But I'm especially grateful for each of you who listen to my podcasts week after week. Many of you write me and suggest topics, and I really appreciate that. I always love hearing from you. And of course, I love you telling me how much these episodes help you and your daughter or your son. This makes my heart so happy. Your consistent encouragement is the reason I have recorded 100 episodes. You, my listeners, are from every U.S. state and in 68 countries. And I'm going to keep these podcasts coming, interviewing more inspirational guests, and cheers to the next 100 episodes. Because of you, I have doubled my downloads from last year. So if my podcasts have helped you and your teen, you can help me and share the love by telling other moms about this podcast and giving Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Today we're going to talk about building a foundation of acceptance. So I'll start with this question and tell me what comes to mind. Does your teen feel like you accept him or you accept her? Or here's another question. 
Does your teen feel accepted by you? When you think of your priorities as a parent, is acceptance one of them? I started thinking more about acceptance after I read Dr. Shafali Sabari's book, Conscious Parenting, specifically chapter three, where she talks about acceptance. When you think of accepting your teens, what comes to mind? What feelings does that stir up? Is it important to you that your teen feel accepted? Or does it feel like defeat? Does it feel like disappointment? Like you may be in a power struggle with your teen or feel like you're always battling with them to work harder. And acceptance can feel like you just lost the battle. You are admitting defeat and your teen won. In the teen years, we can fall into that 24-7 monitor mode where we feel like we are continually trying to keep our teens moving and on track. And that's just how my teen is kind of acceptance can feel passive, like we aren't doing our parenting job. It's like we just gave up. First, let me talk about what you shouldn't accept. You should never accept abusive or disrespectful behavior. You shouldn't accept that your teens are going to be on their screens all day and night. You shouldn't accept that they are drinking and driving because that's what teens do. You shouldn't accept irresponsible behavior like sexting. You shouldn't accept that they want to be alone in their room all day or that they never come home. You shouldn't accept teens being unsupervised in a party where you know there are drugs and alcohol. You shouldn't accept that your teens are watching pornography. You shouldn't accept that your teens won't get up for school or that they stay up till 4 a.m. on a school night. You shouldn't accept that your sophomore daughter and her 17-year-old boyfriend are in her room with the door shut and locked. You shouldn't accept any bullying behavior. A big part of your job as a parent is to tell your teen this is unacceptable. Setting boundaries and consequences for unacceptable, unhealthy, risky, or dangerous behaviors is the hard work of parenting and is needed. So you should never accept these behaviors. You are your teen's undeveloped prefrontal cortex, and you need to act when your teen is out of control. You protect them from their impulsive, jump-first, think-later self. Your teen's behavior can be unacceptable, but you want to distinguish that from who they are. Their true essence should always be acceptable. It's how they were created. So what does it mean to accept your teen? It means that you accept who they are in their true essence, that you don't put any prerequisites on them for their worthiness. They are worthy of love and belonging just the way they are. Accepting your teen means that you accept how they are wired, their personality, that they are extremely energetic and outgoing or are very quiet and reserved. You accept them if they are strong. You accept them if they are sensitive. You accept them if they are social or if they're content with one or two friends. You accept them if they are athletic. 
You accept them if they like anime. You accept them if they make A's. You accept them if they make C's in chemistry, if that truly is the best they can do. You accept them if they are really emotional. You accept them if they are more rational. You accept that they aren't perfect. You accept that they will make mistakes. You accept them as is without trying to change them at their core. Now let me ask you a question. Let's say you are hanging out with your best friend and you love hanging out with her because you know you won't be judged and that she completely accepts you. How do you feel when you know you are truly accepted? Well, for one thing, there is no judgment, so you aren't afraid to be yourself. You don't feel guarded. You don't hold back. You don't have to filter yourself. You aren't worried what they are thinking. You feel free to be your authentic self. You are more open because you know you won't be criticized. You may be more silly, more goofy, more talkative, more open because you feel safe. This is what we want for our teens. We want our teens to feel safe so they can be themselves and feel accepted when they are home. Teens definitely battle the fear of not being accepted by their peers at school. Being accepted is always on their mind. They are trying to dodge the judgments, the glaring eyes, and ridicule as they walk down those hollow halls. Teens' heads are full of questions around acceptance. If I sit with this boy at lunch or this girl at lunch, will they accept me? Is it okay if I talk to her in class? What do they think of me? Am I funny enough? What if I say something stupid? Will they accept me? Is my hair okay? My clothes okay? Is my makeup okay? And because teens feel there are so many prerequisites at school to be accepted, they feel that they always have to be on to act a certain way or look a certain way or perform a certain way to be accepted and dodge the bullets of ridicule, humiliation, and shame. Because teens know that their peers can be ruthless and tear their reputation to threads with their words, they are on guard. And I see so many girls in my practice who've been casualties of girl drama. Girls want that stability of their group, their besties, to know that they have a place to belong, to feel accepted. But these girl cliques are about as stable as quicksand. One wrong step and you sink. A girl can be excluded by the group by just saying one wrong thing. And girls can be bullies as well as boys. Because of this, it's rare for teens to feel truly relaxed and feel accepted by their peers. And what any teen truly wants, and actually what really all of us want, is to be loved and accepted for who we are. We want to be free to be ourselves and not have to hide or pretend to be something we are not. I think as moms, we want our kids to feel accepted, but we can fall into the trap of making our acceptance with our teens conditional. And here's why. We want our daughters to be like us, to be little mini-me's, and if they make different choices than our values or our preferences, it can feel like a big blow to our ego. She makes it clear that she doesn't want to be like you, and it triggers defensiveness, and you think or say, 
What's wrong with being a teacher? What's wrong with how I dress with what I eat? What's wrong with working full-time with belonging to a country club? If your daughter chooses to dye her hair and buy clothes at a second-hand store when you like Ann Taylor and Lululemon, well, it can be unnerving. And this is where acceptance gets hard because you are having to let go of your preferences and your dream that your daughter will be like you. If you don't accept her or accept what is, then you can fall into the approval trap. I love my mom and have had a great relationship with her my adult life, but it was hard growing up with her my tween and teen years. If I didn't cut the apple in the right way, make my bed in the right way, if I wore my jeans with holes in them, if I didn't wear makeup, if I didn't make straight A's, she would let me know it. She didn't punish me, yell at me, or ground me. She withheld her affection, her relationship. She would ignore me, look past me, act like I wasn't in the room. She withheld her approval and her love, which made me try hard to get her approval. And you might think, what's wrong with that? Your daughter wanting your approval? When your daughter wants your approval, she disconnects from her true self. Instead of learning how to listen to herself, she learns that she can't trust her own heart, instincts, intuition, or preferences. She starts to become a slave to the approval of others. And what that looks like as an adult is that you are a pleaser and you're not really sure what you want anymore. You make decisions that go against your own values just to please and get approval from someone else. The message they receive that is if you want love and you want to belong, then you can't be your true self. So you need to contort yourself and comply to someone else's expectations to get approval. I had a mom come see me in my private practice. Uh, We can call her Jane. I was a little intimidated by Jane. She wore a white starch shirt. She was impeccably dressed. There was not one hair out of place, and she had a stern look on her face. Though she was a beautiful woman, she felt cold. Warm was not a word you would use to describe her. She told me how horrible her daughter was. She didn't do her homework, would hide in her room. She always leaves the back door open. She doesn't shut the garage door, no matter how many times I tell her. So she asked if I would work with her, and I said, of course. So I met with Abby, her newly 17-year-old daughter. She was not at all what I expected her to be. I thought she would be an angry, shut-down teen with long black and red striped hair with bangs covering her face. But Abby was nothing like that. She reminded me of sunshine. She had long, wavy blonde hair. She had a big smile on her face. She was naturally beautiful. She didn't wear much makeup, if any. She had a flowy shirt on with faded jeans and Birkenstocks. She was open and warm. And I thought, what's going on here? I told her that her mom said that they fought a lot, and she said, yes, she's mad at me a lot, so I hide in my room. So I realized this girl was exuberant, joyful, well, a little spacey. She definitely had ADD, which is why she was so forgetful. 
She told me that she wanted to study psychology, but her mom said that she wouldn't pay for college if she didn't major in business. Abby told me that she feels everything she does is wrong. She said, I feel I can't get anything right. And then she said to me, do you want to watch one of our fights? Okay, moms, how do you think I answered that question? Yep, I said yes. So she had recorded the fight on her iPhone. In the video, the daughter was on the floor and her mom was standing and pacing back and forth, yelling at her. I mean, yelling at her. The daughter was crying and she kept saying, Mom, please stop, please stop. And then the mother said, Why don't you go down the street and find someone else to live with? You don't belong here. It was hard to watch. Really heartbreaking. Mom did not accept who Abby was. She wanted Abby to be like her. She didn't accept her free spirit or that she had ADD. She didn't accept her warmth, her love, or playfulness. Mom was blind to this beautiful human being that her daughter was. She didn't accept her choice that she loved psychology and that she would hate being in the corporate world. Jane tried to control her by withholding her approval. Abby wanted to get as far away from mom as she could. And she was accepted at a great school in the Northeast. But the catch was, if she was going to go there, she had to major in business. So Abby had to sacrifice who she was and what she wanted to do in order to be able to get away from mom and have her pay for college. She did go to that college and did major in business. She told me that's the only way I can get out of Texas and be far from my mom. This approval thing can put our teens on the wrong path in life. I once saw a precious 24-year-old girl who just got her MBA in accounting to please her parents. The problem is, is she hates accounting. I know Jane was doing what she thought was right. I don't blame her. We feel pressure as moms to make our teens successful. The more we feel the pressure, the less we feel time for what we consider the less important stuff like our kids feeling accepted. In our minds, it can feel like we can't have both. So we push our teens towards success. But if this is not their definition of success, they will be digging in their heels. We need to be aware that we swim in a culture of perfectionism. We want to feel like we are doing a good job, so we pressure our kids to do better so we can feel like we are good parents. But if all we do is push and monitor, our kids don't feel like we accept them. Many teens, more girls, will say to their mom, all you care about are my grades. You don't care about me. You may not intend to have your teen feel that way, but if the only thing that comes out of your mouth is disapproval and that you're constantly prodding them and pushing them, you can see how they would feel that way. What they are feeling is that they are only worthy of love and belonging if they make good grades. This makes love and belonging conditional. How does acceptance benefit you and your teen? When your core identity is dependent on your actions and how well you perform, well, that's a breeding ground for anxiety. 
The message here is that I'm worthless unless I'm beautiful and I'm successful in every area of my life. The foundation is shaky and unstable, which is why you feel anxious. You want to create a secure attachment with your teen where they know they are loved and accepted and worthy of belonging, even with their mistakes, flaws, and immaturity. A secure attachment is, I love you as is, no pressure to change. Who you are is beautiful and marvelous. This provides your teen a strong foundation to stand on. When they know that they are loved and accepted, then just like you, they can relax and their true self comes out and the light in their eyes comes back on. They know they are loved unconditionally and that they don't have to change to be loved. They can be loved as is. You may think that they would just stall out or not care or just become a slacker, but the opposite is true. When your teen knows they are loved and accepted, it gives them courage to try and take healthy risks and to put themselves out there more. Knowing that they are loved and accepted gives them healthy self-esteem, and they won't be so clingy to boyfriends or girlfriends and try to get validation from them. When your teen feels that you like them and accept them, it actually dials down the drama because when you know someone really loves you and likes you, accepts you, you're more open to listening, to changing. You aren't defensive or guarded. Again, remember when you're with your bestie, the walls come down. You know you're loved and accepted. And if she gives you feedback, you are much more open and ready to listen because you are standing on a secure foundation of acceptance. What does acceptance look like? Well, it may be taking your high expectations for your teen and turning them into realistic expectations for your teen. You let go of who you think your teen ought to be, and you become more clued into who they really are. Your teen may not be a visual learner or an auditory learner, but she may be more of a kinesthetic learner. Life will go much smoother when you adjust your expectations and accept what is. You need to accept that your teen is biologically immature. They are going to frequently act in an immature way. They're going to be moody, impulsive, make bad decisions. You can't expect them to be perfect. No one is. You have to factor immaturity into your expectations as their brains keep developing. I'm not saying scrap all expectations, but adapt them for the kid you have instead of the kid you think they should be. Often the kid you wanted is usually an idealized version of the perfect teen that doesn't exist. Part of readjusting your expectations is to expect that your teen will be really different from you and that they will push your buttons, but this is a good thing. It's hard. We really struggle with this, but it can help us grow as a person. I have always loved being in control, and that's my happy place. But my daughter was my teacher. She did not like me controlling her. That's a big surprise. But this would really tick me off. Isn't that what parents are supposed to do? Control their kids? Actually, no. We aren't supposed to control our kids. We are supposed to steer our kids towards their interests, strengths, and what they value and esteem as important, and let them explore their choices when it is not life-threatening. 
My daughter is very different from me, and that bothered me for a while. But after a kajillion psychic wax to my ego, I have a new set of eyes, and I am in awe of who she is. She is her own person with her own style. Her hair has been every color in the rainbow, especially after high school. But whatever color it has been, she is beautiful. And even though purple, green, orange, pink hair would never have been my choice, my daughter now admits some of those colors were a mistake. It's what she chose. And I had to look beyond that and see my daughter's radiant heart and soul. And now at the age of 24, she has chosen to go back to her beautiful blonde hair. I can't lie, that makes me really happy, but it was her choice. So what does acceptance look like on a day-to-day basis? There are days you will be dealing with both unacceptable behavior, where you do need to step in and establish boundaries and set consequences. If you have adjusted your expectations, then it's not a huge emotional issue. It doesn't feel like a huge betrayal. You don't take it personally. You just deal with it. If they failed a class or lied about a test, you deal with the behavior. You set up a meeting with the teacher, you hire a tutor, you figure out what she needs, and you get your plan in place. What you don't want to do is make it a relational issue. You don't want to let this affect how you feel about your teen. Of course, you need to deal with your feelings. If they really did something unacceptable, what I'm talking about is don't let it become toxic to how you think and feel about your daughter, because that's what happened to Jane. You want to be able to accept your daughter for who she is and never withhold love and belonging from her while you deal with the unacceptable behavior. You can accept her, maintain a secure attachment, and reject unacceptable behavior. If I asked you, do you like your teen, what would you say? I know that you love your teen, but do you like her or him? When there has been a lot of drama, we can make internal judgments about our teen, like he's just like my ex, which is never a compliment. Or you can think she is just like my crazy sister that turned out to be an alcoholic. Withholding love and belonging is emotional blackmail, and it doesn't teach your teen the lesson you want them to learn. With their immature brains, they will see this as you hate them. They aren't going to say, my mom is not speaking to me or she's avoiding me and acting like I don't exist because she wants to teach me a lesson about how to be more responsible. Like I said, they will see this as you don't love her and all you care about is dot, dot, dot. When your teenage son and daughter walk into the room, does your face light up with delight and they know that you are genuinely glad to see them or do you look irritated? frustrated. The monitor doesn't think about what their facial expressions are. They see what the teen needs to do next. You need to get a shower. Why are you playing around? You have work to get done. Whoa, that's too much eyeliner, or that skirt is way too short. Or why are you wearing a t-shirt and shorts when it's snowing outside? What we are thinking is all over our face and we look anything but warm and accepting. Your teen knows that something negative is about to come out of your mouth. I know we need to monitor our kids, but that is why I always suggest that we intentionally take a break from the monitor, even if that's 30 minutes a day, and just be present to our teens. 
During this time, you want to push those monitor thoughts aside and just enjoy your teen for who she is. In these times, you want to affirm their being and your relationship, which lets them know they are loved and accepted, not for any other reason, but because they are your son and daughter. It's one thing to tell your daughter, I'm proud of you for making an A. I mean, that's good. Let's you know that you see her. But that communicates your acceptance is based on how well they perform. You also want to show them you accept them when it has nothing to do with performance. On page 27 of The Conscious Parent, Dr. Sabari suggests some of the ways in which you can let your children know they are accepted simply for themselves, quite apart from anything they do. They are resting, and you tell them how appreciated they are. They are sitting, and you tell them how happy you are to sit with them. They are walking in the house, and you stop them to say, Thank you for being in my life. They wake up in the morning, and you write them a letter saying how blessed you are to get to see them first thing in the day. You pick them up from school and tell them how much you miss them. They smile, and you tell them your heart is warmed. Whether you have an infant or a teen, your children need to feel that just because they exist, they delight you. They need to know they don't have to do anything to earn your undivided attention. They deserve to feel as if just by being born, they have earned the right to be adored. I just love that. So I want to remind you that your teen's identity is not based on how well they perform. Your teen's worst mistake does not determine who he or she is going to be. As parents, we have to see beyond the eye rolls and the bad decisions and the pushiness and know that's not who they are. Underneath the teen's turbulent surface are buried treasures, their heart, their soul, their spirit, their personality, gifts, and abilities, and purpose. When we are just present with our teens, we can see signs of their splendor, recognize who our child truly is. Pushing, prodding our teen and withholding our approval till they reach our goals doesn't lead to greatness, but letting go of our agenda and providing a secure foundation of love and acceptance does. When we extend the gift of unconditional love and acceptance, we give our teens a safe place to explore and discover who they are. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.